0: On Thanksgiving a lot of people hit the road so they can take a trip home to be with their friends and family on the holiday. I did that once but my trip home was a secret and it took place on a dark and stormy night. And when it was all over it reminded me not only of Thanksgiving but of a certain kind of special love and a wedding supper that I will attend someday in the future. I wonder if you'll be there too. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the small stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. It was a cold and stormy night, a Wednesday night to be exact, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving in 1980. It was my first big holiday away from home after graduating from college, and I had big plans, secret plans. The plan was to drive all the way to West Virginia from Indianapolis after I finished working at the Indiana Pacers game that night. I had rented a car because I didn't trust my 76 Vegas station wagon, that 76 Vegas station wagon to make that trip without breaking down along the way. So I would rent the car and drive all night, overnight, from Wednesday midnight-ish to Thursday early morning. That was the plan. <laughs> so I could be home for Thanksgiving. No one knew I was coming. It would be a surprise for everyone in my family, and especially for my mom. You see, I had never missed a Thanksgiving with her. Not once. In all of my 22 years at that time, 22 years old, mom and I had always been together for Thanksgiving. At first, I told myself how silly it was to make that trip at all. It was, after all, a long way to go after a long day of work. And I I was a grown man. I had a full-time job. And it was just Thanksgiving. I mean, what difference would it make if I didn't get home that year? So what if I wouldn't see my mom just this once? There would be other holidays. There would be other Thanksgivings. It was too far to drive so late at night. I'd be too tired. It might even be dangerous on the road considering my <laughs> sleepiness along the way. And I'd be fine staying at my apartment by myself for Thanksgiving. Come on. But the more I thought about it, the more homesick I got. Not that my mom was a great cook, exactly. I mean, she could cook a good meal, don't get me wrong. But for my mom, cooking was more of a hit-and-miss proposition. There were times giving turkey melted in your mouth. But there were other times when the bottoms of the rolls were black. The mashed potatoes were stiff. The pie was still frozen because she had forgotten to take it out of the freezer. (laughs) You never knew from one year to the next which Thanksgiving food would hit the table. But it didn't matter. I wasn't going home for the food. I was going home to be with my family. I was going home to be with my mom. So, yep, sometime around midnight on that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving in 1980, I headed home. And it really was a cold, cold and stormy night. I was fine for an hour or two, but eventually there was no way I could keep my eyes open. I had to pull over and find a parking lot and take a nap. And I did, and I slept as well as possible while sitting up behind the steering wheel of a cramped car. But eventually that car got cold, freezing. (laughs) So I had to turn on the engine and turn on the heat and let the car run until the air warmed up again. Then turned off the engine and fell back to sleep until I could rouse myself to drive a little bit farther along the way. And that pattern repeated itself more than once that night. Drive, get sleepy, stop, sleep, freeze, run the car and warm up, sleep again, drive again, and repeat. (laughs) Finally, oh my gosh, finally, sometime in the middle of the morning on Thanksgiving Day, I pulled into the driveway at Mom's house. She was in the kitchen when I got there. And she saw me drive up. I could see her looking out at me from the kitchen window. And it was then that the most unusual thing happened, something that I had not expected at all. For some reason, she didn't seem surprised to see me. I mean, this was supposed to be a secret. (laughs) This was supposed to surprise her. I mean, she was happy that I made it home, of course, but she didn't seem the least bit shocked by it, or surprised by it, or taken back by it. It was almost as if she had expected me to be there. This was my home. This was my family. This was where I belonged on Thanksgiving. This was the only place in the whole world where I could find a special kind of love, the love of my mom, unconditional love, the kind of love that says, I love you just because you are my child. I think mom knew that I couldn't stay away that Thanksgiving because that kind of love is just too precious to miss. And someday there's going to be a great Thanksgiving meal in the presence of Jesus. Actually, in the Bible, it's called a wedding supper, but it's basically the same thing. John writes about it in the book of Revelation. He says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Write, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Do you want to be invited? You have been already. You were invited the very day that Jesus died on the cross for you. If you want to be there, you don't have to drive for hours and hours on a cold and stormy night. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your Savior. What waits for you is a wonderful time of precious, unconditional love because you have come home through faith in Jesus Christ. What waits for you is a love from God that says, I love you just because you are my child. After all, where else would you rather be? This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding him in the small stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification, He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that jesus helped people move closer to god there are going to be no intimidating scary or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast you'll just encounter things like cups of coffee home repair signs on the side of the road roller coasters and french fries all revealing something unique about god who meets you in real life ways every day.